Dunhuang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted, and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Buckle up for our podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why We Love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. 鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转，There Zajinjumjungwamjangwitingdao.Jungwokudajuming 用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily art of war is of vital importance to the state. It is a matter of life and death, a road either to safety or to ruin. Hence, it is a subject of inquiry which can on no account be neglected. Sunzi. Sunzi, 约公元前470年去世 周景王十三年，即公元前五百三十二年，齐国内乱，孙武必乱出奔吴国，入吴后长期避隐身居，潜心研究兵学。吴王阖闾即位后，孙武经伍子胥多次举荐，以所著兵法十三篇，献吴王
。孙吴五十多岁时，便不再为吴国的对外战争谋划出力，转而隐居乡间，修订其兵法著作。伍子胥被杀后不久，孙武因忧国忧民和郁郁不得志而谢世。孙武著有《孙子兵法》一书，此书是中国现存最早的兵书，其兵法被翻译成英法德日等多国文字。成为风行世界的兵书典范，《孙子兵法》阐述了战争制胜的规律、战略原则、临阵战术及军队的后勤保障等，内容丰富，文字精炼。书中强调战争中的主观能动性及应对客观之道，充满了辩证法，其基本原则被后人广泛应用于社会、经济等各方面。兵者，国之大事，死生之地，存亡之道，不可不察也。孙子 ：The art of war is of vital importance to the state. It is a matter of life and death, a road either to safety or to ruin. Hence, it is a subject of inquiry which can on no account be neglected. 孙子。您正在收听的是轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to Read。下面让我们一起来读诗。More to Read。闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day。破阵子。为陈同甫赋状词以寄，辛弃疾。醉里巧灯看剑，梦回吹角连营。八百里分麾下炙，五十弦翻塞外声。沙场秋点兵，马作的卢飞快，弓如霹雳弦惊。了却君王天下事，赢得生前身后名。可怜白发生。Dance of the Cavalry by Xin Qi Ji. Though drunk. We lit the lamp to see the glaive. Sober, we heard the horns from tent to tent. Under the flags, beef grilled was eaten by our warriors brave, and martial airs were played by fifty instruments. It was an autumn maneuver in the field. Ungallant steed, running full speed, would shoot with twanging bows. Recovering the lost land for the sovereign, it is everlasting fame that we would win. But alas, white hair grows. We just heard a poem. 
阔镇子为陈同甫赋壮词以记，出自中国南宋文人辛弃疾。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵，英文版本由许渊冲翻译。辛弃疾，字幼安，号稼轩，山东历城人，即今天的山东济南人。他是南宋著名的豪放派词人、将领，有“词中之龙”之称。辛弃疾与苏轼合称苏辛，与李清照并称济南二安，是著名的爱国主义词人。辛弃疾自小由祖父辛瓒抚养长大。宋绍兴三十年，即公元一一六零年，他参加抗金义军，并与耿京的义军天平军联合，任长书记之职。一一六二年初，他到宋廷向高宗赵构面奏归附的意愿。并将天平军编入南宋军队。当他返回时，闻知耿京已为叛徒张安国杀害，便亲赴敌营致擒叛徒，率众南归。归宋后被任命为江阴千判，至一一六四年底离任。一一六八年又在建康及南京任通判，以后知滁州、抚湖南，官越做越大，其间两度落职。闲居江西上饶和盐山，后又复出，六十八岁时去世。辛弃疾把满腔激情和对国家兴亡、民族命运的关切寄寓于词作之中，其词艺术风格多样，风格沉雄豪迈，又不乏细腻柔媚之处，题材广阔，又善化用典故入词，书写力图恢复国家统一的爱国热情，倾诉壮志难酬的悲愤。也有不少吟咏祖国河山的作品，现存词六百多首，有词集《稼轩长短句》等传世。我们今天听到的这首《破镇子为陈同甫赋壮词以记》，又名《破镇子醉里挑灯看剑》，就选自《稼轩长短句》。此词将梦境写得酣畅淋漓，将爱国之心、忠君之念及自己的豪情壮志推向顶点，结句猛然跌落。在梦境与现实的强烈对照中，宣泄了壮志难酬的一腔悲愤。子《破镇子》为陈同甫赋壮词以记。辛弃疾。醉里挑灯看剑。梦回吹角连营，八百里分麾下炙，五十弦翻塞外声，沙场秋点兵。马作的卢飞快，弓如霹雳弦惊，了却君王天下事，赢得生前身后名。可怜白发生。Dance of the Cavalry, by Shinichi. Though drunk, we lit the lamp to see the glaive. Sober, we heard the horns from tent to tent. Under the flags, beef grilled was eaten by our warriors brave, and martial airs were played by fifty instruments. It was an autumn maneuver in the field. 
and gallant steed, running full speed, would shoot with twanging bows, recovering the lost land for the sovereign. It is everlasting fame that we would win. But alas, white hair grows. You ask me in brief what satisfaction I get out of life. 聆听世界上最美的文字，就在轻松调频 Easy FM， 每个充满阳光的清晨。欢迎大家每天早晨六点半收听美文阅读，我是主持人沈听。More to read. It's a great way to make your day. More to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of Words。尼古拉·阿利克谢耶维奇·奥斯特洛夫斯基出生于1904年 ，1936 年去世。苏联作家，坚强的布尔什维克战士，著名的无产阶级作家。他于1933年写成长篇小说《钢铁是怎样炼成的》。之后创作《暴风雨》所诞生的。1935年10月1日，苏联政府授予他列宁勋章。1936年12月23日去世，留下最后一部作品《科查金的幸福》。《钢铁是怎样炼成的》是尼古拉·奥斯特洛夫斯基根据自己的亲身经历写成的一部优秀小说。主人公保尔·科查金所走过的道路，反映了苏联第一代革命青年不怕困难、艰苦奋斗。勇于胜利的大无畏精神，鼓舞了一代又一代有志青年去实现自己的理想。那么，在今天的节目中呢，我们就一起来读一下这部小说当中的节选片段。我们接下来要读到的呢，就节选自小说第二章中的部分内容。How the steel was tempered. By Nikolai Ostrovsky. 钢铁是怎样炼成的？尼古拉·奥斯特洛夫斯基。For Pavel Klimka and Sergei Bruzak, nothing had changed. The bosses were still there. It was not until November that something out of the ordinary began to happen. People of a new kind had appeared at the station and were beginning to stir things up. A steadily increasing number of them were soldiers from the firing lines, and they bore the strange name of Bolsheviks. Where that resounding, weighty name came from, no one knew. 一九一七年，匆匆离去了。对保尔·克里姆卡和谢廖沙来说，什么都没有改变。主人还是原来的那些家伙，只是到了多雨的十一月，情况才有点不同寻常。车站上出现了许多生人，他们大多是从前线回来的士兵，而且都有一个奇怪的称号——布尔什维克。
这个响亮的、有力的称号是从哪里来的，谁也不知道。The guardsmen found it increasingly hard to detain the deserters. The crackle of rifles and the splintering of glass was heard more and more often down at the station. The men came from the front in groups, and when stopped, they fought back with bayonets. In the beginning of December, they began pouring in by trainloads. The guardsmen came down in fourth to the station with the intention of holding the soldiers, but they found themselves raked by machine gun fire. The men who poured out of the railway carriages were inured to death. The grey-coated frontliners drove the guards back into the town, and then returned to the station to continue on their way, trainload after trainload. 骑兵们要捉住从前线回来的逃兵可不那么容易。车站上枪声不断，被打碎的玻璃窗越来越多。士兵们成群结队的从前线跑回来，遇到阻拦。便用刺刀开路。到了十二月初，他们已经是乘列车的涌来了。车站上布满了禁卫骑兵，准备截住列车，但是却遭到了车上机枪的迎头痛击。那些不怕死的人全都从车厢里冲了出来。从前线回来的穿灰军衣的士兵把骑兵押回城里去了，然后他们回到车站，火车便一列跟着一列。One day in the spring of 1918, three chums on their way from Sergei Bruzak's, where they had been playing cards, dropped into the Koshigin's garden and threw themselves on the grass. They were bored. All the customary occupations had begun to pall, and they were beginning to rack their brains for some more exciting way to spend the day. When they heard the clatter of horses' hoofs behind them and saw a horseman come galloping down the road, 1918年的春天，三个好朋友在谢辽沙家玩了一阵子66点，就跑出来，到柯察金家小园子的草地上躺了下来。真是无聊，平时的那些游戏都玩腻了。他们开始动脑筋，怎么才能更好的消磨这一天的时间？这时，背后响起了嘚嘚的马蹄声。一个骑马的人沿着大路疾驰而来。With one bound, the horse cleared the ditch between the road and the low garden fence, and the rider waved his whip at Pavel and Klim. "Hi there, my lads! Come over here!" Pavel and Klim sprang to their feet and ran to the fence. The rider was covered with dust. It had settled in a heavy grey layer on the cap, which he wore pushed to the back of his head, and on his khaki tunic and breeches. A revolver and two German grenades dangled from his heavy soldier's belt. 那马一纵身，跳过了公路和小园子的低矮栅栏之间的排水沟。骑马的人朝躺在地上的保尔和克里姆卡挥了挥马鞭，说：“喂，小伙子们，过来！”保尔和克里姆卡跳了起来，跑到栅栏跟前。骑马的人满身尘土，歪戴在后脑勺上的军帽和保护色的军便服全都落上了厚厚的一层灰尘。结实的军用皮带上挂着一支转轮手枪和两颗德国造的手榴弹。Can you get me a drink of water, boys? The horseman asked them.
while Pavel dashed off into the house for the water. He turned to Sergey, who was staring at him. "Tell me, boy, who's in authority in your town?" Sergey breathlessly related all the local news to the newcomer. "There's been nobody in authority for two weeks. The Home Guard's the government now. All the inhabitants take turns patrolling the town at night." And who might you be? Sergey asked in his turn. Now, now, if you know too much, you'll get old too soon. The horseman smiled. 小朋友，弄点水来喝喝。骑马的人请求说。他见保尔跑回家去取水，就转过来问正瞧着他的谢辽沙。小伙子，现在城里水掌权。谢辽沙急急忙忙地讲起城里的各种消息来。我们这儿已经有两个星期没人管了，只有一个自卫队，老百姓轮班守夜。你们是什么人？他也提出了问题。我说你呀，操心操过头，转眼变成小老头。骑马的人微笑着回答。Pavel ran out of the house carrying a mug of water. The rider thirstily emptied the mug at one gulp and handed back to Pavel. Then, jerking the reins, he started off at a gallop, heading for the pine woods. Who was that? Pavel asked Klim. How do I know? The latter replied, shrugging his shoulders. Looks like the authorities are going to be changed again. That's why the Lazinskis left yesterday. And if the rich are on the run, that means the partisans are coming," declared Sergey, settling the political question firmly and with an air of finality. The logic of this was so convincing that both Pavel and Klim agreed with him at once. Bar 端着一杯水从家里跑出来，骑马的人贪婪的一口气喝了个精光，把杯子还给巴尔，接着一抖缰绳。立即朝松林驰去。他是干什么的？保尔困惑地问克里姆卡。“我怎么知道呢？”克里姆卡耸耸肩膀回答说：“大概又要换政府了，要不列辛斯基一家昨天怎么都跑了呢？有钱人跑了，那就是说游击队要来了。”谢辽沙十拿九稳地解决了这个政治问题。他的推论是那样令人信服，保尔和克里姆卡马上就都同意了。Before the boys had finished discussing the question, a clatter of hoofs from the highway sent all three rushing back to the fence. Over by the forest warden's cottage, which was barely visible among the trees, they saw men and carts emerging from the woods. And nearer still, on the highway, a party of fifteen or so mounted men with rifles across their pommels. At the head of the horsemen rode an elderly man in khaki jacket and officer's belt, with field glasses slung on his chest. And beside him, the man the boys had just spoken to. The elderly man wore a red ribbon on his breast. Three friends had not finished discussing this question. 公路上又传来了嘚嘚的马蹄声，他们都朝栅栏跑去。在他们目力所及的地方，从树林里，从林务官家的房后，转出来许多人和车辆。而在公路近旁
有十五六个人骑着马，枪横放在马鞍上，朝这边走来。最前面的两个，一个是中年人，穿着保护色军装，系着军官武装带，胸前挂着望远镜；另一个和他并排走的，正是三个朋友刚才见过的那个骑马的人。中年人的上衣上别着一个红蝴蝶结。What did I tell you? Sergey nudged Pavel in the ribs. "See the red ribbon, partisans! I'll be damned if they aren't partisans!" And whooping with joy, he leaped over the fence into the street. The others followed suit, and all three stood by the roadside, gazing at the approaching horsemen. 瞧，我说什么来着？谢辽沙用胳膊肘从旁边捅了保尔一下。看见了吧？红蝴蝶结，准是游击队。要不是游击队，就叫我瞎了眼。说着，高兴的喊了一声，像小鸟似的越过栅栏，跳到外面去了。两个朋友紧跟着也跳了出去。现在，他们三个一起站在路旁，看着开过来的队伍。When the riders were quite close, the men whom the boys had met before nodded to them. And pointing to the Lazinsky house with his whip, asked, "Who lives over there?" Pavel paced alongside, trying to keep abreast the rider. Lazinsky, the lawyer, he ran away yesterday, scared of you, most likely. How do you know who we are? The elderly man asked, smiling. What about that? Pavel pointed to the ribbon. Anybody can tell. 那些骑马的人已经来到跟前，三个朋友刚才见过的那个人朝他们点了点头，用马鞭指着列辛斯基的房子，问：“这房子是谁家的？”保尔紧紧跟在骑马的人后面，边走边说：“这是律师列辛斯基家的房子，他昨天就跑了，看样子是怕你们。”你怎么知道我们是什么人？那个中年人微笑着问。保尔指着红蝴蝶结说：“这是什么？一眼就看得出来。” People poured into the street to stare with curiosity at the detachment entering the town. Our three young friends too stood watching the dusty, exhausted red guards go by. And when the detachment's lone cannon and the carts with machine guns clattered over the cobblestones, the boys trailed after the partisans. And did not go home until after the unit had halted in the center of the town, and the billeting began. 居民们纷纷拥上街头，好奇地看着这支新开来的队伍。三个小朋友也站在路旁，望着这些浑身是土的、疲倦的红军战士。队伍里唯一的一门大炮从石头道上隆隆驶过，驾着机枪的马车也开过去了。这时候。他们就跟在游击队的后面，直到队伍停在市中心，开始分散到各家去住，他们才各自回家。感谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目，您也可以通过云听 App 
在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。Thank、you